0: Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. What a beautiful throw by the Baker. Big baby! Touchdown! Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns, and I am back once again. To talk about your favorite subject, and that's your quarterback, Baker Mayfield. It is not by not by a huge choice here, as I am sort of trying to keep up with what we're doing at the OBR. If you're new to this, last offseason we started a program where we do week by week leading up to important dates. In this case, leading up to free agency, looking at every position across the board. Okay, um, Reviewing the position. All of the players in the position get reviewed, and then uh, jumping forward and looking ahead at what free agents are out there, what big decisions. As we know, there is a huge potential for a move at quarterback, so there's a lot to pay attention to here. Um, What we know is Baker Mayfield is back for next year, and we're going to talk to a bunch of people with that as the baseline, and we don't know anything else at this time. Obviously, if a huge decision comes to change course there, we will we'll broach it forever. We'll it'll be a massive deal, you know, news story, whatever. It would be huge. We would cover it for weeks. But for now, we operate under the idea that Mayfield will be back. And we review him, we review Case Keenan, we review Nick Mullins, we talk about those things this week. I want to get some unique voices. In here, uh, I have a unique voice today, and I have some in the in the immediate future here that are going to be good. We're going to look back at what Baker Mayfield was coming out of college. We're going to look at options at the position and whether they're a feasible upgrade, so on and so forth. It's going to be a full week of discussions around quarterback, and I apologize because it's been an unavoidable topic since the start of the off season once week 18 ended and honestly leading up to week 18 because Mayfield made the decision not to play in the game and elected to uh, set the date for the surgery all of that now that brings me to my next topic this idea that you have <laughs> you have to log into twitter every day and defend baker mayfield i listen i i try to be as neutral on this stuff as I can. I wrote a a, a well-researched, a ridiculous amount. I watched way too much of a, of a bad offense this year again. To give you an idea of where he struggled with my thoughts as to how he gets better, okay? I've done it. I've watched more Baker Mayfield film than anybody not associated with the Browns. I would put that up against anyone. I would, and that's not arrogant. I'm just telling you I've watched more of it than anybody else. And I feel very comfortable with the takes I have about him as a quarterback when I watch other quarterbacks in the NFL, some other quarterbacks in the NFL, what Mayfield can do, what he can't do. My opinions on the topic are very well documented. You do not have to search very far on the OBR website or these podcasts to find my opinion of Baker Mayfield. I'm not here to rehash it with you. It's a waste of time. We've talked about it. I want other people to give me their thoughts. But the thing that irks me is the levels at which we will go to defend him. Like he needs that defense. It started yesterday with a comment from Dustin. Fow- and listen, I I've had Dustin on this podcast. I like him. He's he's always been good to me. I did not like his comment to Baker Mayfield where he went after him specifically and tagged him. Said he's not good. I, I will t- you know I will tell Baker Mayfield at Baker Mayfield to his face. And I wasn't good either. Blah blah blah. You can have that opinion. That's fine. A lot of people do. But in a market condensed where you have exposure to him, he's he sees you all the t- it's just not a smart decision. I just didn't think it was wise. I'm not here to tell Dustin how to have a media career. The guy's got great gigs and he's got a he's got a he covers college football he called. He's done amazing things. I just didn't like the way he went about tagging Baker Mayfield. Really unnecessary stuff. But to add to the unnecessary, Baker Mayfield, who had Dustin Fox blocked, justifiably so probably, went ahead and unblocked him just to like that tweet, uh, or not that tweet, but a tweet specifically where he said that watching the other AFC quarterbacks, you have to, you can see where the Browns don't have that, or it was something along those lines. And Mayfield likes that tweet. He, Mayfield had tweeted out a bunch of things about, you know, I hate being not being able to participate in the playoffs and watching it sucks, and God bless." and the uh, congratulations to all those who advanced. And then the second tweet of that was, "I'm getting back off this site, keeping my circle tight, uh, the toxicity of, of Twitter. Yet he goes and goes out of his way to like a tweet from somebody that he didn't he didn't need to do that. So like, why? Like what? What do you gain by that? I I don't understand why you as a fan like that, and why that's an okay thing for a guy. You need to be a mature leader of your franchise. Do on a weekend where we're watching AFC North quarterbacks thrive, right? AFC quarterbacks put on a clinic. He's liking Dustin Fox tweets. Like, okay, you want to have an issue with the media? That's fine. Want to have an issue with Cleveland media? You do your thing. You think they're out to get everybody. You think they're out to ruin the Browns. Cool. You do you. You know, that's cool. But Baker Mayfield doesn't, if if he if he's the leader, the multi-million dollar face of the franchise we want him to be, he doesn't have to stoop to those levels. He doesn't have to do that nobody's making him do why does he have to respond to dustin fox Why shouldn't he be the one turning the nose shouldn't he be the one being the leader i get it you know dustin fox is enough an, he's an older guy some other guys have said some dumb things called him a midget said they'd eat horse poop they're proving who they are they do them they're they are who they are but why do you have to stoop to their level right why do you have to do it and then if you're going to do it be self-aware enough to say, this is who I am. I'm going to go after people who go after me. Not say to, uh, to other people during different interview processes, I stay off Twitter. I don't read that stuff. Or go back and respond to your second tweet with, I got to keep my circle tight and stay off the Twitter. It's so toxic. You're you're opening the door for crit. Like, what are you gaining? What are you gaining? When are you... If If you can't control the dumb shit, the media, air quotes, I hate that, the media says or does... Are you ever going to rise above it? Are you ever going to be a guy who who fixes it? Are you part of the problem? That's my question. If you can't fix the media, the media, then can you solve it by just not responding to them and doing your job and lifting to the Browns to new heights again and again and again? Can you do that? Can you, not, can you not worry about what the people who are unimportant say about you? Come on, man. And we don't have to go to Twitter today like, I get it. Mayfield has gotten hate. I'm, I'm going to talk about this with Anthony in a minute. The hate has gone too far uh, to the side of like he can't play. But then I saw a take from a guy I respect. I respect Jeff Lloyd a ton. A take about if he would have shut it down, he would have gotten uh, vitriol for 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 getting the surgery. Like what? Like what? How? Anybody who gets season-ending surgery for any joint tear. Uh, a ligament tear sorry a joint an ACL what like the serious things a labrum on a a thrower of the football is serious to the point whether week two it was partial or full week six it was definitely full he had the bone break he here are telling me like really telling me you're really telling me Mayfield thought if I if I do this they're going to criticize me and call me soft like come on dude what are we doing you don't have to go do that there's a million things, I think, that have gone too far on Mayfield. But to say that the media would have attacked him for being soft and quitting on his team, it's like levels I just won't go with this stuff. I don't know why you, you feel the need to do this. Like It's it's this log and defend situation. Let it all play out, man. You don't have to do these crazy takes. And I love Jeff. I do. He's good dude. He's good people. It's been good to me. I'm not trying to go at him. But the, all these people, yeah, the media would attack. Okay, if there's a couple idiots... You know, that doesn't speak for the whole media. And if one of those idiots does something stupid, which they do happen to do on occasion, guess what? People call them out for it for a dumb thing they wrote or a dumb thing they said on the internet. That's how it works. That's the thing that always happens. You call the quarterback a midget, people tend to then say, that's an idiotic thing to do, burn you Maybe they don't lose their job, but they get roasted for it. If somebody had the, the, the guile to say, a guile big word. I hope I used it right. Somebody check me on that. If somebody had the guile to say Baker Mayfield quit on his team because he 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 decided to get surgery to repair his labrum. Like what? You would get called an idiot. You would get called an idiot and laughed out of an article and nobody would take it serious. Nobody would take it serious. But again, if you want to believe that this is a thing that like Mayfield is is dealing with, like these people that will do whatever they can to to whatever decision he makes, call him an idiot or call him out or call him weak or call him soft or call him bad. If you want to believe that, you do you. But I can't get behind the idea a guy gets a serious injury to his shoulder, one that you say changes everything about who he is as a quarterback, but you think somebody would have went out and been calling him soft and questioning it. At the time, not after week 18, when he didn't play in that game, when the bridges were clearly burnt about his quarterback play and everybody was upset. I'm talking about when they happened. Everybody was unified on the fact that even after week two, I can't believe he's going to keep playing. Even after week six, I really can't believe he should shut this thing down. It was unified. This has gone way too far on the defending Mayfield spectrum, and I had to say something about it today. I'm sure it won't be the only crazy thing that I have to call out at some point I mean, people are all over the board here but I, I just had to say something we're going to talk with great guests this week about Mayfield hopefully you can see some different perspectives the OBR's Anthony Reinhardt is up first let's go there now
1: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with Indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data
0: All right, excited to welcome in Anthony. How are you, my friend? Pretty good, Jake. Yourself? I cannot. I can't complain. I can't really find myself upset, Anthony. We're going to Disney next week as a family man, so oh, nice. Yeah, if I if I got if I got bogged down by the, the 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 dreary Browns, it wouldn't be right based on what I have in front of me. So uplifting <laughs> spirits, my friend. So yeah, what I want to do is give you the platform. We have a lot of uh, you know offline, I guess they're online because they're in Slack, different channels, not out there in the public. Uh, discussions about Mayfield and what happened this year I've sort of leaned toward and and I tried to illustrate this today not the point that I was talking about today so much on social with Twitter but but the, the 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 line has moved too far I think we've gone from understanding the limitations of Mayfield to overselling the 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 quarterback he is on the on the negative side of things I think there's and I even I tried to put this in writing even though my write up was Slanted negative because it was looking at what's gone wrong. There are still positives. And I want to give you a platform to tell me whether you think I'm right about that, wrong about that. Is there, do you think the public has gone too far and thinking that any quarterback is an upgrade? Like there's all these names thrown out. So I just kind of want to start with this. What did you think of Mayfield this year beyond the obvious? Do you still see things that remind you of what he was doing at the end of 2020? And do you think he finds a way back there?
2: Yeah, I don't. I think it's it's hard for me to say that that's the kind of the median outcome, and I kind of try to think about it in terms of like a distribution of outcomes with uh, you know how you know seasons are going to go. So I I would agree with you generally that I think that a lot of Browns fans have kind of gone a little too far down the direction of of, of being negative on Baker. And I think that we kind of forget sometimes how, uh, how weird individual seasons can be and how much specific outcomes like his injury can kind of affect the results of an entire year. So Mm -hmm. um, I think for me, it's kind of like, and obviously the off season could go a million different ways, but, in the event that they hold on to him and, um, he's the starter next year, which I still think is probably one of the most likely possibilities. Uh, I, w- I would give him, you know, probably less than a 10% chance of like resuming his 2020 form it, you know, at the start of 2022, but, you know, even a less than 10% chance is, is, a, is it's going to happen, you know, uh, quite a few times. So, you know i i think there is still an outside chance you could chalk up all of his poor 2021 performance to this shoulder injury and you know things things pick back up on on the track that they were on but even then i still don't know if you would you know it's hard for me to imagine he upgrades to like a mahomes or or you know aaron rodgers tom brady type tier where he's, he's the answer forever. So I think that's kind of where I am is like, I, I feel like he's, he's still good enough that he could get a second contract whenever he ends his fifth year in 2022. But uh, I don't think that's the most likely outcome. Uh, I would still feel really comfortable with them exploring their options with, with any number of different guys this off season. But uh, I, I, I wouldn't, you know, close the door on him yet, you know, especially since they have him under contract for next year and, you know, I, unless there's a trade he's going to be the quarterback here next year.
0: Yeah, cuz what you're looking at is is a lot of the discussion is centered around right now, can you find an upgrade? We've all kind yeah. of I even think the people who are, are really against what he's become or where he's going have understood that there is an outcome here that involves Baker being back and trying to work out the fifth year. Is there any data that makes you either You know, kind of nervous. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of nervous data from this Mm -hmm. year, but like, is there any data that makes you feel like he's going to head back in the right direction? I'm kind of just curious when you look at writing up some of these things about Mayfield and guys who can potentially replace him. Where does he fit among those? Because it's it. You can pipe dream the Aaron Rodgers, and you can you can pipe dream Russ. uh, And maybe Russell Wilson becomes. I don't I don't know. I'm not going (laughs) to pretend to know. But there's a tier of guys: Carr, Cousins, Tannehill. Not the Tannehill's available, but guys like that in that tier, Matt Ryan, who maybe Mayfield fits well above or well behind. Or I'm just I'm just curious if any pieces of data stand out to you there that, that you want to delve into.
2: Yeah, so I think in terms of positives about Baker's twenty-one performance, I would say uh early downs really stick out to me. Uh his his EPA on early downs in 2021 was uh seventh out of 30 players that had at least 200 quarterback plays so either a design quarterback run or a dropback. um so he was you know a top 10 quarterback on early downs in 2021 even though he was terrible and he was terrible because the really important plays that happened on third and fourth down he was just absolutely awful on which is is kind of an interesting dichotomy to the player that i think is maybe one of the most interesting replacements uh, in Jimmy Garoppolo, who seems to be especially good in these obvious passing down situations. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's been top five in his two full seasons in third and fourth down EPA. Um, So, and I, the 49ers use him less on early downs than, than any other team in, in, in the NFL. So I think that he would be a, if you were to like, just, put a puzzle piece in and say, we want the late down performance of, of Jimmy Garoppolo and get by on his, his fine early down performance, then he would be the kind of the perfect fit, but, and, and plus, you know, he plays a lot of the same play action type stuff in the Shanahan scheme that, that he'd be working with in Cleveland. So I think that, that of all the kind of middle level replacements that aren't, you know, the, the, the big splashy signings like Russ or, or Rogers, he would be the Garoppolo would be the most acceptable to me based on kind of the weaknesses that Baker showed this year versus the strengths that, that Garoppolo seems to have and how those would kind of flesh themselves out in a Browns offense.
0: Yeah, is there anyone else that particularly stands out to you that you think is a realistic real upgrade? So you we're talking about, again, you, you know, we we've we've gone on the spectrum of Mayfield here. Is there a guy that catches your eye where maybe I don't know. It doesn't have to be mainstream or not. could be behind the scenes, whatever a guy that you've just thought. And again, Dr- Jimmy could be that. You could have just answered it in, in its entirety. But like, I don't know if there's anyone. It's like, does, does, does Cousins or Ryan or any of those guys' car move the needle for you? Or are you like a firm believer that that's not that much of an upgrade to Mayfield?
2: Yeah, I think it it, it all kind of depends on what you got to give up for these guys. I think if the Raiders were to say, we'll give you a car for for Mayfield straight up, I guess you'd probably take that. I mean, I, I, I feel a little more confident about the floor of Derek Carr um, than the floor of Baker Mayfield. Um, I'd say basically the same thing about Cousins, but I think he's kind of a notch above Derek Carr in my opinion. But at the same time, I think when you, when, when I think about, about some of these options, it's sort of like, yeah, you're, you're increasing the chance that you make like the playoffs and, um, but are you increasing the chance that you win the Super Bowl, which is kind of what I'm we want to think about ceiling outcomes, I guess when it when it comes to quarterbacks is what I'm trying to get at here and it's like you know, do you feel like Kirk Cousins is more likely to have a top 5 season than Baker Mayfield? Um probably, but not by like a meaningful amount, and I think if you got to give up picks to get either of these guys and, and you know, the contracts I think for for both Carr and Cousins are Car's almost exactly the same as Baker for the rest of it and Cousins would be a, a bigger cap hit, but I think you'd take that if you really thought it was an upgrade. Um so I'm I'm not overly excited about either of those guys just because I I I don't know if they get you all they, they get you closer to the playoffs, but I don't know if like you get closer to a Super Bowl mm-hmm. and then you have to re sign them after that, which is a whole other thing because it's like, you know, is is Kirk Cousins the forever answer? And I would say almost certainly not, right? I mean the the Vikings have put some okay talent around him. And part of the reason that they've, they've not been able to get over the hump is because they got to pay him so much. And his, his market value hasn't exactly gone down, but you know, I don't, I don't see that as like a forever solution for the Browns. I think it's, it's gotta be that you go somehow for one of these huge free agents, Russ or Aaron Rodgers, or you just take a lottery ticket in the draft and you know, like, you know, two percent of first round draft picks end up being like Hall of Famers basically. So take a two percent chance on one of these guys. I you know, I I if if that's what it takes, I mean it's not like the Browns haven't been doing that for <laughs> for twenty three years, but I don't know. Like I, I think they're in a they're in a little bit of a tough spot, um, you know, <laughs> with regard to quarterbacks anyway.
0: I think. Listen, I think you made an interesting point, especially about Garoppolo and the and the metrics on on Derek Carr in moments that matter are pretty solid, right? I know mm-hmm. that the overall metrics maybe you could you could look at them and say not as great as people sen- tend to think, but I think most of our opinions are formed in the big moments of football, right? Big moments are third and seven plus when you know you have to throw it, and big moments are at the end of the half, and the big moments are at the end of the the second half when you got to make a game winning drive. Carr Garoppolo stand out. Would you rather have you know obviously Mayfield can do things physically better arm strength not sure about the talent but the strength is real has that can can you can you think like which one would you rather have a guy like Mayfield who maybe he figures that out someday right like maybe he he gets better at these third downs that he's been so bad at throughout the, the a large portion of not just last year, but his career, any predictable pass situation. The metrics are not great. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, and then it's like, okay, these, these moments at the clutch drive moments, clutch moments. And again, that's either of the halves. It's not great. Uh, it, it's like, is that enough of an upgrade where you say a car or a Garoppolo, they improve those meaningful moments enough that yeah, maybe he's not a car and Garoppolo aren't as effective uh, driving the football downfield or something like that in the early downs, but the trade-off of making some more plays, extending drives, making some you know big-time end-of-game scenarios come to fruition is worth it in the trade-off. Do you think that that is tangible, real? Could you see them leaning that way, or is that just kind of like an unsustainable thing? I'm I'm not sure. I go back and forth on it because... I, I certainly see that Jimmy Garoppolo is not he's not great. I mean, he's really not great and, and he doesn't do a ton, but like he just does enough in these late game moments. It's kind of the same with Carr. He figures it out in these late game moments for the most part. And is that enough to sort of not just help the Browns, you know, do things and and, and from a data perspective of keep a drive's left, but the but the way it impacts a team, right? The belief yeah. of a quarterback. This guy and I'm asking you something non-data here, but like the belief of a quarterback, like this guy can do it in these moments. We believe in him when all the chips are down. That matters, right? So I'm curious if you think the Browns are going to really, really weigh that type of of of, of performer. You know, because I don't think Cousins has ever been that guy—not a clutch moment guy. But Jimmy and Derek Carr they kind of say Jimmy's the more realistic of the two to get. I I don't, it all depends on what the Raiders new GM and coach want to do. I I get all that, but those two stand out from like, and even I think you could argue Matt Ryan's been okay. in some of those moments he's been in the biggest of stages. So that part of it, like where the Browns could say behind closed doors, we need a guy when the chips are down is going to be able to make plays for us when we need it. When the backs against the wall, when the crowd's the loudest, whatever, whatever he can do it. Or is it like we just would rather kind of trust that Mayfield maybe gets there? That's an acquired talent down the road. I don't know. It's a tough thing to weigh, right? Yeah.
2: No. And I, I think that you know, as far as clutch performance being a thing, I'm I'm less inclined to believe that that it is. And I kind of feel like you know, in most situations, that if you're good, you're probably good when it matters. Mm-hmm. If you're bad, you're probably bad when it matters and you know you you don't you know deviate from that too much in these clutch moments but garoppolo in particular has accrued a large enough sample size at this point where i I would start to question whether or not he's actually like he might actually be really good and shanahan is holding him back like i kind of feel like with him it's it's one of two things it's either it's either shanahan is an idiot for not using him as much or Shanahan is setting everything up for him, and every drop back is just like the perfect situation where, you know, they they've set up the defense so much with all these run plays, and you know they they get a, a huge box or whatever. So, I, I I think that that is, you know, if if the Browns front office believes that that's a sustainable. Uh, you know that, that his performance in in clutch time is sustainable. I could see them acting on that because those those are the huge moments that matter, right? I mean, I and I think from you know the standpoint of just being a, a, a player or a fan of the team, you you gotta love when you have somebody like that that you can trust when you know it, it comes down to the the huge moments like that. And I feel like you know Garoppolo has you know and Matt Ryan, as as you as you pointed out earlier, have been in a lot more moments than than somebody like Baker has. So I would, you know, I would weigh that uh, as much as anything else. Really, I mean, it, it's not like these are. It's not like we're talking about things that happen. You know, one out of ten is a, a clutch rep. It's probably more like, you know, one out of one out of four is is on the clutch spectrum somewhere, where it's a play that has extremely high leverage, good or bad. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a it's an angle that I don't think we we really talk about enough. How how that sort of thing decides it's just it's it's so funny Jimmy Garoppolo can play a really poor game but they they go down the football field and kick a 45 yarder and then everything swings and the conversation swings and a large part of the opinion on these guys moves from what you see at the end of these games and I get it because those are the those are called money downs for a reason that's where you get paid that's where you get reputation and I get curious as to Mayfield's well-noted struggles in money down third down situations and big moments in games and how eventually that wears on the confidence of your guys who you go into the huddle with. When you get in the huddle, look at your guys and say, Hey, we're going to score here. Do they really believe you? You know, like that's a, that's a certain, it's certainly a thing that I I'm curious about how the Browns will covet somebody who plays. Cause we, you know, Anthony, we watched last year the Raiders game, um so 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 many the packers game where these are the 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 chargers game and i'm probably missing six or seven others that came down to one drive one throw right one moment uh and and it's like okay do you have a guy who can do those things or not and then the question you start asking yourself is can that guy form that right not two times in four years like okay you did this against okay i'm talking really do it consistently can can a guy get there? I don't I don't know. I think they have to be a, that has to be a huge part of how they weigh out the decision with Mayfield. So um, I don't I don't know which way they're going to go, but this is interesting because these are some buzz names. And I wanted to give you a chance to to give your perspective on Mayfield and whether he comes back or not. And, and, and if it swung too far and I think we nailed it. So I, I know everybody listening to this body, Anthony, appreciate your time, your perspective. And, and, and likewise, I do as well. So thank you, man.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me on, Jake.
0: Look, I don't mean to be hard on Mayfield. I'm a guy behind a microphone. I just am trying to keep you privy to the to the real the reality of the situation. You got this media that most of you can't tolerate. You know, I think there's some really really good ones in there that a few people give a bad name. Um, I'm not going to delve into that, but like the the idea that a few people ruin everybody else is something I hate. I can't tolerate, and I think it's unfair. I'm not trying to say I'm a better person than Baker. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing any. All I'm saying is if Baker wants to get where you all think he can go, some of you think he can go, then he has to figure out, okay, if I he's either saying if I can't beat him, join him, and just attack the media back all the time, you know, kind of stand by that. Maybe don't act like you don't read things on Twitter when you constantly do, or just stop with Twitter altogether. Stop reading the comments. Stop stooping to their level. Rise above it. That's what you would hope that the franchise quarterback, who has a great responsibility put on his shoulders, could do. I couldn't do that. 99.9% of us couldn't do that. Is Mayfield able to do that? He was selected first. That reasoning he was selected first was so that he could come overcome all of it. Overcome the on-field issues, overcome the management issues, overcome the coaching issues, overcome the ownership issues, and overcome the little ticky-tack parts of the franchise, which is a, a, a group of media inside of Cleveland, some of them, who are perpetually negative and see things through the light of the losing situation that has happened here for 20 years. If he's not able to overcome it, he's going to be driven out by it because he can't handle it and can't figure it out. It'll be a part of why he's driven out. You know, the on-field stuff matters too. If you're really, really good on the field, you can be a dickhead. Look at Aaron Rodgers, okay, for the most part. If you're, if you're not able to handle the on-the-field stuff and you add the element of being a prick, it's not going to work out all too well for you in the NFL. You know, go back and watch the National Championship semifinal, right, where they're playing Georgia. After that game, Georgia beats him. I don't know who the Georgia player was on the field yelling humble yourself. Constantly yelling humble yourself at Mayfield. He there's a there's just a lot here. Is he ever going to see the big picture the way it needs to be seen? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have so much I have not talked to you about with this situation with Mayfield from people that matter. Uh from 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 angles that I can't I just can't give away. Just conversations I've had. I, I don't mean to tease you, but I'm rooted in my belief before a reason. Uh, I, I trust what my eyes have seen on film, and I trust what I've been told, and I, I'm i just, I'm weary about it. I'm waiting for him to prove us wrong by doing the right things. I'm waiting. I will praise him, and I've praised him before. I'll do it again. Do the right things for what this franchise needs and what your like responsibility is, what the money they've given you tells. Like Do, do those things. And people will praise you nonstop. Combative nature all the time, not performing on the field. Yeah, you're probably going to get some pushback. That's sort of the way it goes in the mainstream uh, NFL uh, in in a position where you were taken number one overall. Where there's a lot of eyeballs on you all the time. So, you know, this is where we're at, guys. I, I try to keep it level with you. I again have said and I'm going to cover like things have gone too far on the Mayfield spectrum one way or the other. I think they've leaned way too far to thinking other quarterbacks at the bottom of the spec are like better than I don't I just think it's gone way too far. He's not an incapable player, but like the things around the player have to some at some point get better. I hope there's a I hope there's a light at the end of that tunnel. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We're going to look at some quarterbacks that are either potentially available or actually available in free agency, trade market free agency, have a discussion built around, would you take that player over Mayfield uh, based on everything, on-field play, salary, potential future contracts, age, all of it. So we'll look into that tomorrow. It should be a fun episode looking at... The uh, potential outcomes that could could happen if the Browns were to make a move this season, or whether you keep Mayfield above some of those uh, some of those names out there. So, check back in tomorrow. Thanks for joining today. Hopefully, you don't get too burnt out on this stuff. Have some exciting things coming too. Appreciate you joining. Have a great Tuesday. Go Browns.